he was a righteous man, and yet he was delivered over to be executed as a criminal. Now, if you think the justice system of today is any better than it was in Jesus' day, you're sadly mistaken. But we find here, I want you to notice the question that Pilate posed to the multitude. And Pilate was receiving signals from many places, wasn't he? His own wife, his own conscience, that Christ should be left alone. But he caved to the multitude. But I want you to notice in verse 22, he said, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? And you're being posed with the same question, what shall I do with Jesus? Amen. Now when Pilate presented the choice to the mob of people that were there in Jerusalem between the prince of life and a murderer, they chose the murderer. And what you do with Jesus reveals the true nature that is within you and the thoughts and the intents of your heart of hearts. Now, people may not agree and people may not believe it, but ultimately, who you are and where you end up is all going to hinge on what you do with Jesus. It's the most important question that you'll ever consider. And it's a question that you cannot escape answering. You will answer this question. It demands an answer. Now some people have thought that they can ignore or that they have gotten by without answering the question. That's what Pilate thought. He thought that he escaped responsibility. He washed his hands before the multitude you know, he's saying, I'm, I'm washing my hands of this. I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Well, it's not so easy, is it? No. He may have put on a display, you know, just like politicians do today. Just like preachers who aren't God's preachers. They just get up in front of folks and put on performance. But he tried to escape the responsibility, but you cannot ignore Jesus Christ. Amen. You say, well, I don't know. Well, God knows. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 9, 10, and 11, he tells us that God also hath highly exalted Him, that is Jesus, and hath given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Christ, is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You see, it's an inescapable thing. He said every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. Is going to acknowledge. 
In John chapter 5, during his earthly ministry, as Jesus was preaching and teaching, in John 5 and verse 21, he said, For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, or makes them alive, even so the Son quickeneth whom He will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent Him. And so, God has decided that Jesus is everyone's judge. And He said, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the new birth. Because he said the hour is coming and now is. Right now, when the dead, those who are dead in trespasses and sins, shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. You know who can awaken a person from the deadness of their sins? Only Jesus. Amen. He said, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath He given to the Son to have life in Himself and hath given Him authority to execute judgment also because He is the Son of Man. He's in every way qualified. He said, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear His voice and shall come forth. You see, there's... He talked about those who are dead hearing His voice. That's, they're spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. They're dead in their sins. Here, He's talking about they've been dead and buried in their graves. Physically dead. And He said, if you think what I said before something, listen to this. He said, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice and come forth. That's quite a claim, isn't it? That one day, Jesus is going to say, come up out of there. And nobody will be able to resist. When He issues the summons, they'll come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life. That's what the Bible calls in Revelation 20, the first resurrection. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. That's what the Bible calls the second death. But you see, Jesus, you can attempt to ignore Him now. Well, one day, you won't be able to because He'll just summon you up out of your grave. Yeah. And you'll stand before his righteous judgment throne. Amen. The question is a personal question. What shall I do? 
than with Jesus, who is called Christ. No one can answer the question for you. You must answer it for yourself. It doesn't matter how mommy and daddy answer the question. It doesn't matter how the pastor answers the question. It doesn't matter how friends answer the question. You will have to answer it. There are many questions that surround the person Jesus Christ. You remember, perhaps, and if you're not, you can turn to Matthew 16 at some point and read it. Remember how he said to the, to the apostles, he said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Mm-hmm. There were a whole lot of answers that people gave. They said, well, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the other Old Testament prophets come back from the dead. Some say you're John the Baptist, right? Herod had cut off John's head. They said, well, you're John the Baptist, come back to life. Some say this, some say that. People say a lot of things about Jesus today. But then Jesus said, Whom say ye that I am? What do, what do you say? Amen. And by the grace of God, Simon Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Right. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Amen. Barjona. Amen. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, Amen. but my Father who is in heaven. Right. In John chapter 6, Verse number 58. Again, many questions surround the person of Jesus Christ. In verse 58, he said, This is that bread which came down from heaven. He was talking about himself. He said, Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. Seeing that they were... Uh, saying to Jesus, they said, well, our ancestors back in the Old Testament, they ate the, the bread that came down from heaven, the manna that fell in the wilderness. And he said, yeah, they ate it and they're dead. And he said, he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. You know what a lot of people want? They want some kind of religious experience. The Jews had a whole lot of religious experiences in the Old Testament in the wilderness coming out of Egypt with Moses. I mean, they drank water out of a, that flowed out of a rock. When Moses struck it with the rod of God, they ate uh, bread that just appeared every morning upon the ground. They call it, said it was angels' food. They didn't know what to call it. That's what the word manna means. What is it? They... Uh, had they complained about, well, we want some meat to eat, and God flew in the quail. And they felt surrounded the camp. They spent days gathering it. Many, many experiences. You know what the Bible says about most of them? They died lost in their sins. It says, with many of them, God was not well pleased. Right. You need something besides a religious experience to save your soul. Amen. Jesus said, He that eateth this bread shall live forever. You have to partake of Christ. Amen. Go ahead. 
These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. They said, We, we, can't, un, we can't understand this. This is, this is too much. Who can hear it? Aren't you glad some can hear it because God opens their ears? Amen. When Jesus knew in Himself that His, his disciples murmured at it, they were, they were called disciples. They were Christian folk. As far as everybody knew. Here they are following Him. And he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? He said, What if you see me just go right on back up to heaven where I came from? Will that offend you too? He's sitting there saying, I'm the bread that came down from heaven to give you eternal life. He says, That upset you. How about if I just go right back up to heaven? Will that upset you too? He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth or giveth life. The flesh profiteth nothing. Amen. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Mm -hmm. Here was the problem. But there are some of you that believe not. They didn't have saving faith. That's what the Bible tells every single person. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Amen. And here were these. They were even called disciples and Jesus looks right at them and says, some of you don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed and who should betray Him. And He said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto Me except it were given him of My Father. Did you know that to believe on and receive Jesus Christ is a divine grant from God. Amen. We can't boast about it. It's not because we were smarter. It's not because we uh, figured it out. It's because He says it was given unto you by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And then said Jesus unto the twelve, Do ye also go away? There's another question. Will you go away from following the Lord? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. How you answer the question, what shall I do with Jesus, will determine your whole destiny. Amen. It will determine whether you have a prosperous soul. Okay. It will determine if you receive everything for time and eternity that is worth having with Jesus. What you do with Jesus, accept Him, or reject Him is the most important thing you'll ever do. Look in John chapter 1. The Bible tells us by receiving Jesus Christ, a man, woman, boy, or girl becomes a child of God. 
He said in John 1 and verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. You think they knew who He was when they were saying, well, who would you rather have me let go? Jesus or Barabbas the murderer? Would you rather have the one that created all things and put the breath in your lungs? They didn't think that's who He was. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, says if the princes, the rulers of this world would have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They were so ignorant. They couldn't tell that's who it was. We couldn't tell either. That's why he said to Peter, my father has revealed it unto you. He said the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Those who had the best possible human chance, we might say, they were the most informed, right? The people of Israel, they had the whole, the only Bible there was at that time, the Old Testament, and all of it was full of pictures and prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to them. They didn't receive Him. They were, pardon the expression, they were set up to receive Him. What did they say? We have Abraham to our father. We have the law of Moses. Your ancestry won't save you. Your religious knowledge won't save you. Your uh, being as straight and, and upright as a Pharisee won't save you. They received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons or the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. He said, how do you know someone's born of God? They receive Jesus Christ by faith. By receiving Jesus Christ, you become justified from all your sins through the abundant mercy and grace of God. Paul and Barnabas preached there in Acts 13 to the people in the synagogue in Antioch of Pisidia. They said, through this man, through Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Through Him you can be justified from all the things you couldn't be justified from by the law of Moses. There, when he was standing before Pontius Pilate, the howling mob rejected him. They preferred a murderer. In Acts chapter 3, you know, that's quite an indictment, isn't it? They'd rather have a murderer than Jesus. Well, it doesn't matter who you pick over Jesus. It's a bad choice. But in Acts chapter 3 and verse 13, he said, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified His Son Jesus, 
whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Pilate tried hard, didn't he? But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Who is this Jesus? Who is he? He is called the Christ. Remember, Pilate said, What shall I then do with Jesus which is called Christ? That name, that, that term Christ, it means God's anointed one. In Psalm number 2, it said, Why did the heathen rage the people imagine vain things? And how that they set themselves... It says, against the Lord and against His anointed. And in the New Testament translation, it says, His Christ. He's the one of whom God spoke since the beginning of the world that He should come, that He should be the Savior of the world, in particular, those who believe in Him. The disciples said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe and art sure that Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, Peter preached, he said, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Amen. When the Ethiopian eunuch requested baptism there, after Philip had preached unto him Jesus from the Scriptures there in Isaiah, and he said, they came upon a place where there was enough water to baptize. He said, what doth hinder me to be baptized? He said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the Christ. He's the Son of God. That was one of the things you remember they condemned Him for, saying He was the Son of God. They knew what that meant. The expression's a little bit lost on us today. Well, what it means is He, he is God. Amen. He's God Himself. He's... God revealed in the likeness of sinful flesh. He's the Savior of the world. He's the chosen one of God. He said He's chosen. He's elect and precious. He's the I Am. Aren't you glad the Scriptures also say, and He's the friend of sinners? Amen. He's the one who made all things. He's the one all things were made for. Amen. It's all His. He's the Son of God. That means He gets it all. It all goes to Him. You're, you're standing on, you're occupying His ball of dust. You're made out of His dust. It's all His. He's the one 
to whom all things belong. He's the one by whom all things consist. The Bible says He holds it all together. He's the one who's without sin and yet He died in the place of sinners at the cross so that sinners might not die but have eternal life with God. He's the one who had the power to lay down His life and take it up again. He's the one who was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And He's the one who's coming again with power and glory and it says every eye shall see Him. He's the one whose blood washes away all sin. He's the one who gives perfect peace. Rest to the weary, sin-sick soul. Removes the guilt and the power of sin. Makes the believer a child of God and an heir of God. You becoming a child of God depends on what you do with Jesus who is called Christ. You don't become a child of God by living a good life. Reading the Bible. Attending church. Helping others with their problems. The Bible says we're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. You become a child of God by receiving Jesus Christ, believing on Him with God-wrought faith. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, You must be born of God. You must be born by the Word of God. First Peter 1 and verse 23, but being born again, not of corruptible seed. That's how you're born the first time. But of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. Amen. By your first birth, from your earthly parents, you received natural life. Well, you need another birth. Amen. You receive. In the new birth, something which, for which you've done nothing to receive. You know what part you had? Why did Jesus compare it to a birth? Well, you know what part you had in being born? You were there. Mm-hmm. You were there. That's, that's how much part you have in the second birth. You're there. And you receive that. You receive something for which you've done nothing to receive. You receive it because of the life and the power and the pains of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross for your soul. 
You're dead in trespasses and sins, and by Christ you're made alive unto God. You receive the forgiveness of all your sins and the gift of God, which is eternal life. You receive, when you're born of God, a new nature. Paul said in 2 Corinthians that in Christ, old things are passed away, all things are become new. He said, you're a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. We heard yesterday a little bit about there in 2 Peter, the the divine nature. That's the new nature that God gives a child of God. They receive the spiritual nature from God Himself. When you're born the first time, you receive the nature of your parents. It's a corruptible nature. When you're born of God, you receive spiritually incorruptible nature. John said in 1 John chapter 3, in verse 9, He said, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Now there's a lot of people that say they don't commit sin. You know, before I was saved, I didn't like having my sin pointed out. Seemed like they just kept being pointed out though. But he said, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. This is the new nature. What did Jesus say to folks there in the Gospel of John? He said it to the woman who was taken in adultery, whose sins he had forgiven. He said it to the man there in John 5 at the pool of Bethesda. Go and sin no more. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. That's the new nature. Doesn't commit sin. Amen. The old nature is the same. It's dead. It's under the sentence of death. The new life is life eternal. Life from above. God doesn't repair the old nature. He implants a new nature that is created in the image of Christ. Your old nature is ruined. The new nature that comes from God is eternal, is heavenly, as He is from heaven. The old nature will keep on sinning. That's right. Amen. That's why the Bible says, They that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. That's all you can do with it is crucify it. Amen. 
Christ was crucified because of why? Because he had our sins put on him. He was made to be sin for us. That's the only thing you can do with sin. Put it to death. It won't be reformed. It won't be rehabilitated. But there's new life in Christ Jesus by faith. Amen. That's why the Scriptures tell children of God, put off the old man and put on the new. What you do with Jesus determines your final destiny. Amen. People are fond of saying, well, we're all going to the same place, by which they always mean heaven. They say, we're just taking different routes to get there. Or some will deny that there is a hell. Beloved, you can try to be like Pilate. Say, well, I'm not going to have anything to do with this either way. You'll still have to have something to do with Jesus. And if you do not believe on Him as the Son of God with all your heart, He said, you'll die in your sins. He said, if you believe not that I'm He, you'll die in your sins. The Bible says, He that believeth not is already condemned because he hasn't believed on the only begotten Son of God. He deserves to be believed on. Amen. The Bible says that he that believeth not is condemned already, but it says there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Are you in Christ Jesus by faith? Say, how do I get in Christ Jesus? You have to believe on Him. Amen. You must come to Him. You must trust in Him. You must receive Him. You must give up what you think and accept what He says. You must approve of Him. You must give up yourself to Him. Cast all yourself and your burdens and your sins and your hope upon Him. Amen. Nothing you or I can ever do will give us peace with God. You can wash your hands like Pilate did as many times as you want. Nothing we do can cleanse us from sin. Amen. Nothing that you or I can do will give us a new nature that is after righteousness and true godliness. We'll always continue to just go after that counterfeit prosperity. Not the prosperity of soul. Nothing that we do can change the inner man. No matter what we do to the outer man. What will you do with Jesus? Pilate said, I washed my hands. In other words, he was saying, well, I'm just going to ignore this. The mob said, crucify him. What will you do with Jesus? The Bible says he's before you right now. Whenever the Word of God presents the Gospel to you, it says that before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. God's Word brings Jesus right to where you are. Amen. Amen. 
You'll have to do something with him. You can ignore him, but not forever. You can reject him, but not escape him. You can delay and put him off, but one day you must face him. Paul said, God now commands all men everywhere to repent because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained. Whereof he's given assurance unto all men and that he raised him from the dead. You can count on it. You know what else you can do? You can believe on him right now. Amen. The Bible says, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Today, if you'll hear His voice, harden not your heart. Amen. The devil says, oh, you can wait. You can put it off. Maybe you've told yourself, I'll do something someday. God said, be saved today. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Let's all stand and we'll prepare to sing a verse of invitation. Let's turn to three hundred and four. 304. Drinking cups over there.
and I suppose if you need a snack or something you can maybe pay these two little boys over here to rob theirs uh, but uh, uh, let's try to be back in our seats at 1225 if you would all right let's bow our heads uh, Brother Greg Klucher from Elms Road Missionary Baptist Church, if you would dismiss us with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before thee now in Jesus' precious name, we thank you so very much for Jesus, for these wonderful things which have been presented this morning thus far by these men whom you have so wonderfully uh, blessed with a great portion of your Holy Spirit and with your word. And we thank you for the truth of your wonderful word and the power of it. And we pray, Lord, for conviction. Pray that you'll help us repent. Pray that you'll help us to see our condition in need for Jesus Christ. We're thankful, Lord, that he is the life and the light and the truth and the way. And that he is all that we need. And we're so very thankful, Lord, for each and every opportunity that is presented to us. And we pray that you'll help us to not pass it by, that you'll not pass us by. And we ask that you'll forgive us our sins and ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.